sometimes we just got to get to the place where we recognize it's time to do us. You know, good people spend their whole lives serving their kids, parents, grandparents, their church, and their community. Somebody say amen. There, there comes a time, though, when you need to do something special for yourself. Amen? That's what we're going to talk about. This message is all you, boo. This is all you today. We're going to have God all up in the middle of it, of course. But sometime, it's time to do you. A couple of verses here up on the screen for our thinking. Psalm 112, verse 5, Proverbs 13, 22, and Ecclesiastes 2, 24 through 26. So kind of be the substance of where I want to begin. Psalm 112, verse 5. Let's pray and let's ask the Lord's blessing on the rest of our sermon today. Father, bless now as we look in your word, as we get something food for our soul that will help us to understand this theme, this subject today for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. A good man showeth favor and lendeth. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Proverbs 13 and verse 22 says, A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just or for the righteous. Then Ecclesiastes has a great deal to say about this subject of enjoyment, enjoying things, and living your life, and having a good time. There is nothing better for a man than that he should eat and drink. I could just stop right there. I'm good with that one right there. We could just go home right now. Amen. And that he should make his soul enjoy good in his labor. This also I saw, that it was from the hand of God. For who can eat or who else can hasten hereunto more than I? Solomon said, I love food more than anybody else. For God gives to a man that is good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy, but to the sinner he gives travail to gather and to heap up that he may give to him that is good before God. This also is vanity and vexation of spirit. You know, notice the number of times that the word good is used in these verses. Good people bless God and others, don't they? And God and others bless good people. Let me say that again, because that'll be our mantra. Good people bless God and others, don't they? And God and others bless good people. Okay? You know, a good person, first of all, is generous. They're generous. We see in Psalm 112 and verse 5, generosity has a way, by the way, of coming back to us. What kind of goes around comes around. Notice this passage in Luke 6, 38. He says, give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure you meet or you give out, will it be measured to you again. A good person also handles his or her business in a God-honoring way. Back in, I'm just jumping back and forth between Psalm, these verses in the beginning and then some other supporting passages. But let me just jump back over here to Psalm 112, verse 5. A good man shows favor and lends, and he will guide his affairs with discretion. So a good person handles their business in a God-honoring way. We also see a, a third thought, and that is a good person secures the future stability of his family for multiple generations. Notice in Proverbs 13, 22, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. 
So a good person also in that same verse has a proper estate plan and a proper will. Notice, and the wealth of the sinner in Proverbs 13.22, and another part of that verse says, the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. I want you to notice how the sinner's resources are dispensed to God's people. How much more should we live such that God keeps our resources, think about this with me, in the family of God, amen? And in our own families. It, it makes more sense for wealthy people to leave usable, key word, usable, income-generating things like property, farm, business, vacation, retirement property areas, and rather than private jets or yachts or collectibles that they can't fly, they can't float, and they can't finance. Are you hearing me? Amen. Those are useless to them, okay? Those were daddy's toys. Then on top of that, all the stuff that we just, all that stuff requires costly maintenance. Your kid ain't going to pay $100 uh, uh, a minute for Ferrari maintenance. Forget it. You might as well forget that. He's going to sell that dude. Amen? Huh? So that it was from the hand. Notice a good man uh, works hard and plays hard. We get to that in a minute. But, but, but on top of all that, these things that we just talked about require a lot of maintenance and, and so forth, storage and all this stuff. Spend your money on things that matter. Spend your money on things that matter and that will be a blessing and a help rather than a burden to future generations. You, you know, a good man, back in our passage in Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 24, says this, it, 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 a good man works hard and plays hard. It's okay to do both. It, it's okay. It, you know, it's something, is nothing better than that you should eat, you should drink and enjoy the good of your labor. He, he said this is from the hand of God, Okay. So, so enjoy it. It's from the hand of God. Um, and so uh, it's okay to spoil yourself sometimes. Are you with me? It is okay to spoil yourself sometimes. Get a Starbucks. Get yourself an Angus steak, prime rib, lobster, or take a cruise occasionally. It's okay. You deserve it. Solomon ain't had no problem with being bougie. In verse 25, he made it real clear. Who can do this more than me? Right? So he ain't had no problem with it, being bougie. And so it's okay, you deserve it. We have certain supporters, financially, Kathy and I do, who occasionally demand that Kathy and I use the funds that they send for us. They're directed to the church for us. They give and they said, this is for you, you and your wife, okay? And they do that because they love us and I praise God for that. You know, it's okay to splurge every now and again as long as you budget for it, okay? You know, a good person would be blessed by God uh, is our next little sub-point, often at the expense of a materialistic and wasteful world. We see that in Ecclesiastes 2, verse 26. For God gives a man that is good wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner, they get travail. They get trouble. They, 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 they have to gather up and heap that he may give, and then give their stuff to us. Amen. Beautiful story of how the nation of Israel left Egypt took some of Egypt's stuff. Egypt died in the Red Sea when the water came back. What they gonna do with all them jewels and whatever? So they used them on the other side for their sacrifices and their temples and their building and projects and whatever have you. Amen. So a good person, all everything I'm talking about right now is introduction. We're gonna get to the message in a minute. But a good person here will be blessed by God 
often at the expense of this materialistic world. Time and again, God spoiled other nations and gave their goods to Israel, like Egypt, like in Philistia, and many, many other times. So with all that groundwork that we've just laid, let's get into the main thoughts of today's message. A very fitting New Year's message, by the way. And the first point is this. We have to take care of our body. Amen? Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 28 says this. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have, notice the word, dominion. Dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Verse 28 says, And God blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion. Do you see that? Over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and every living thing that moves on the earth. Genesis 2 and verse 15 says, The Lord took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. So, four words I want to pull out here from God's creation, each involving different movements, speak to the fact that God designed man to move, to exercise. Amen? I know this is not popular preaching with some of us, amen? But activity is vital to our health and well-being, amen? Dominion is the first word I want you to see, dominion. Notice that word has the idea of rule and dominate. You know, even kings move about their kingdoms. A big part of their day is walking around and interacting politically and, and, and socially with people and, make, and taking leisurely strolls and, and even participating in sport. Some even went to war. These all require action. But then also the word subdue. Do you see that word also in our text in Genesis? That means to conquer, to bring something into bondage, to make it subservient, uh, to tame it, if you will. Taming and tending undomesticated farm animals, think about this with me, takes a lot of energy. You gotta chase them sometime, to put a rope around them and all this. Working farmland from weeding to plowing to planting to harvesting, it's pure work. You gotta take care of your body to be able to do that kind of work. Then he talks about in the garden, they were to dress it. See that word, dress, in Genesis 2.15? That word means to labor, to work, to serve. To cultivating a garden also requires expending energy, spraying for insects and digging up weeds and pruning the plants. That takes work, doesn't it? And then he uses the word keep, to keep. That word means to observe, to preserve, to protect, to watch, to reserve. Guarding, in other words, what we've worked so hard to produce on the farm, in the garden, and so forth. Making regular patrols against pests and so forth. That requires energy. It requires work. Now here's a funny side truth. Just, a, just on the side. Just, just so you know. Uh, we could even add a fifth or sixth word in here if we wanted to in verse 26 where he said be fruitful and multiply to demonstrate God's plan for physical fitness but we're trying to keep it G-rated that's all I'm going to say amen I'll leave it at that but God has designed us physically to be active okay to be active in the farm to be active in life so forth and so on I'm not going to say any more than that so exercise exercise was built then into God's purpose and plan for humans as God designed us to move and to be active, yes? 
The human body is designed to be an energy-consuming and producing machine. So, however, as society has moved from a predominantly agrarian, you know, working on the farm and so forth, maybe then later to more industrial factory-type culture, to now a more sedentary desk or office, home-based even job-type market, we must find time and ways to get our bodies moving before diabetes, high blood pressure, and all those diseases move in and destroy God's wonderful biological machine. Amen? You know, as we consider doing some things for ourselves, we should not only take care of our bodies, but then we need to chase some dreams every now and again. We need to chase some dreams. You know, the book of Ecclesiastes teaches the vanity and futility of material things. So our main three goals then in pursuing them should be to glorify God, to leave something useful to your children and grandkids, and to see lost souls saved. Notice what these verses teach. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Therefore, whether you eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, the Bible says first and foremost we are to do it to the glory of God. That's pretty clear, yes? So whatever you do, do you. Just make sure you glorifies him. Proverbs 13, 22, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. We've seen this over and over, okay? And the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. One other verse in 1 Corinthians 10, 33, he says, even as I please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many that they may be saved. This is the salvific uh, piece where we're concerned about the salvation of people and souls not going to hell. You know, any and everything we do, that's wholesome in God's world is a privilege. Uh, we all love to eat and drink, especially around football season. I can't wait to get my wings out and whatever have you and watch the little playoff games and the Super Bowl. And we all love to eat and drink, uh, and, 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 but we need to do so responsibly. You're not going to find any brewskis in my refrigerator. Amen. So I'm going to have the wings, I'm going to have all that, all the different flavors, all the sauces and all that, but I just drink my little Kool-Aid with it, amen, or, or punch or what have you. So, so when we drink, we drink responsibly. That means if you're a Christian, I believe biblically that that's total abstinence, okay? I can argue it up and down with you. We can go down that road if you want. Uh, I don't see anything good in the Bible, not one good thing about consuming alcohol regularly, even socially. That's a whole nother message. Biblically, that means abstinence from alcohol and other toxic, mind-altering substances. You know, many of us enjoy our jobs and getting a regular paycheck, buying stuff that we want, that we need, or whatever. But the time come when we need to start planning for a future where we can't work anymore. Uh, and those dependent on us are well taken care of regardless of what happens to us. So save, 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 yes? Then Paul says his highest honor is making other people happy at his own expense. What a sweet spirit that is. He goes on to say that the happiest they'll ever be is when they're saved and know it, happy in Jesus. Yes, indeed. So all we do for them should point them to Christ, not pull them away from him. Doing us, we've seen, means first of all taking care of our bodies, it means chasing some dreams. But third, 
We need to, and this is probably the most important one because it makes all the other ones make sense. We need to, this year, 2024, we need to learn how to fall back in crazy love with God. Not, I'm crazy love. Crazy, crazy love with God. The common denominator to each of these verses is that doing us, we mentioned this, first involves being good. In our opening verses, we talked about that. And our goodness comes from the God in us, not anything of our own selves. Our being good then dictates that we want to do good in all areas of our lives. If we're good, we'll do our best to always do right by people, to be honest in all of our business and reliable and trustworthy in all of our work. We ain't got to worry about good people. Good people are going to get the job done and they're going to do it right. You know, Ecclesiastes says, chapter 3, verse 12 and 13, I know that there is no good in them, but for a man to rejoice and to do good in his life, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor, it is the gift of God. It's okay to do you. See, here are some practical ways that we can grow closer and fall crazy in love with God. First of all, we need to pursue him fervently. Notice Psalm 42, verse 1 and 2. It says, as the heart pants after the water brooks, that deer, he can't get to that water brook fast enough. So pants my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? You should be as thirsty for the book and for your time with the Lord as you are, as a, as a deer is running after water in the mountains, yes? You know, pursuing God is seeking him, not hiding from him. It's running to him, not running away from him. God puts a natural desire in a deer to seek after water, to satisfy their thirst. He likewise puts a spiritual desire in us to hunger and thirst after him. Does that make sense? Not only should we have this passion as we saw in pursuing him fervently, but we need to then serve him gladly. Serve him gladly. Psalm 100 verse 2 says, Serve the Lord with gladness. With gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Wake up with a song in your heart. You know, we should come to church singing, not looking for the worship leader to work up our praise. Praise begins at home. Where does it begin? At home. We need to also worship him weekly. And I didn't say W-E-A-K-L-Y. I mean W-E-E-K-L-Y. Amen. I will bless the Lord. Psalm 34, verse 1. At how many times? At all times. And his prayer. Y'all wonder why we sang that song? Huh? Amen. I will bless the Lord at all times. Right? And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Right? You got to say, be in my mouth. Amen. And so, so, so I will bless him at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Amen? And so, so again, we, we understand one other passage teaches us, 1 Chronicles 16, 29, give unto the Lord the glory due his name. He's worthy of our praise. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord and the beauty of holiness. And so we have this opportunity and responsibility to be in his house, to give and bring your money. Amen? I said bring your money. Amen. Everything in church costs money. Everything. Huh? All these catered events that we have, and by the way, it costs money. Amen. Just so you know, okay? We, we try to make things convenient for you, but it helps us a little bit when you throw a little green spot our way. I'm just being honest with you. I've been doing this a long time. In Norfolk, Virginia, huh? in Pensacola, Florida, everything costs all about the same everywhere I've been. 
Amen. Every time I go to the grocery store, he say, uh, sir, is that going to be debit or credit? Right? And so, uh, so worship him weekly. We come to church to praise and to worship God uh, because he's worthy. And we come to bring our tithes and our offerings. That's part of our worship. Uh, because, again, uh, everything in this world costs money, and God knows that. We need to then, one other thought, study the Bible daily. Here's another passage, study the Bible daily as we learn to have that fervency about God and to love him passionately and, and fall back in love with him. Study your Bible. Study to show yourself approved, 2 Timothy 2.15. Show yourself approved to God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's not written just for pastors, okay? It's written for everybody. So we also, Job says, neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. Notice what Job says, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Wow. I woke up really hungry this morning. I don't know why, but hungrier than normal and later than normal. And that's okay. You know, my body needed rest. So now I had two B's I had to deal with, Bible or breakfast. Which one come first? Amen. So I had to, to, to default to the Bible piece first. I had to spend my time with the Lord, and then I had my little meal. Amen. So, so again, you make those deals with God. No Bible, no breakfast. Amen. You spend time with, with the Lord and your little prayer time and however you do it. You know, we're a teaching church. The Bible is the centerpiece of City Church, and it should be the centerpiece of our lives as well. 2 Timothy 2.15 teaches that Bible study is our responsibility before God, and Job 23 verse 12 shows that it is a priority and a privilege. Do you see that? We need to then glorify him intentionally. We need to glorify God intentionally. Romans 15.6 says that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you've gotten away from God. Maybe you've gotten away from church. Maybe you've grown cold in your walk with God. You know, it's never too late, though, to get back on track. God is one prayer away, and the church is right around the corner. Let me say that again. God is one prayer away, and our church is right around the corner. Somebody say amen. See, 2023 may have been a bad year for some of us spiritually. So let's make 2024 a better one. Here's a few motivational quotes. You know, it always seems impossible until it's done. Even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there. Start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. Can we give him some glory today? Let's pray. Father, thank you that sometimes we need to just get back 